Good evening, all you creatures of the night. It's that time of year again. The cool, crisp air nips at your neck, and the leaves begin to change all around you. Fall is finally here, and the glorious month of October has fallen upon us. We have 31 days to watch all of the terrifying, blood-curdling films before we finally reach All Hallows' Eve. But which films to watch? Where do I begin? This is the latest podcast episode of It Records and the return of the annual recommendation show, Halloween Horror. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. You see, Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. all you creatures of the night and welcome back to the it records podcast i am well your only host for this episode matt johnson i am one of the hosts of the it records podcast usually pete Lindsay here with me but this is october and i will be doing halloween horrors throughout the month where i'm giving you a movie suggestion each and every day throughout the month of october that's right october 1st movie october 2nd movie third also a movie and what i've also been doing each and every day is there's a theme this year and we did a similar one last year if you listen to those but the theme is every day is a different year in horror history and the year we started with is 1989 on october 1st so then october 2nd was 1988 october 3rd is 87 and we're working backwards every day until we get to halloween where halloween will be 1960 and you know, we're doing this, we're giving you Halloween suggestions because maybe you don't watch horror movies all year round like we do here at the It Records podcast. So hopefully as we get closer to Halloween in October, we can give you movie suggestions to watch. Maybe you're more receptive to them this time of year. So where does that leave us today? It is October 9th and we are in the year 1981. 1981 and we did the movie American comedy horror film directed by Joe Dante starring Dee Wallace. Patrick McNee, Dennis Dugan, and Robert Picardo, The Howling. That's right. This is a suggestion for a werewolf movie. That is the the subgenre this falls within. I think, I know for a fact, actually, we've done American Werewolf in London as a full-length episode, but I think I've also recommended Silver Bullet a few years ago, which is another werewolf film. But I think this one, I'm going to give it a a recommendation today because one, I haven't, which is crazy. And it's crazy for the fact, I think it does get overshadowed quite a bit by another 1981 werewolf film, American Werewolf in London. They came out the same exact year. So if you're not familiar with American Werewolf in London, I know it's really gets a lot of accolades for its practical effects. It's also a horror horror comedy. It's directed by John Landis. This one is Joe Dante. It is 
has some great practical effects in it as well. A little different storyline, but has a similar transformation scene as what you'll get in American Werewolf in London. So I just think it gets overshadowed, but it is still really great. I think it's a great werewolf film. If you don't know uh, Joe Dante at all, uh, this is the film that really propelled him. He directed this movie. Um, the budget for this one, I believe, was $1.5 million, so relatively low budget. But it made around $18 million. So it was a huge commercial success, and it really propelled his career. Joe Dante goes on to make Gremlins. He made The Burbs, which we've done on this podcast. That's a slapstick horror one with young Tom Hanks. He did Inner Space. He has done Piranha. Uh, one of the, the original one, he did Small Soldiers in the 90s. And that's just a few of them. And, and from this film, uh, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, Michael Fennell was a producer on this one, also did Gremlins with him. So this movie kind of launched that that uh, Joe Dante's career, if you will. And there's a lot of, I think, great horror comedies uh, or they're really on that that gray area between horror and comedy, some more than others. This one could lend itself more to horror and the gremlins is more sort of a family feature. I think with a lot of horror elements within it a hundred percent, the burbs, even the burbs is even kind of in its own little realm of slapstick horror, but enough uh, about Dante. Uh, this film went on to win the 1980 Saturn award for best horror film. So that's just a little background into the howling. Now, if you've never heard of it, I know I've kind of gushed over it and gushed over it. Uh, it's this werewolf film, but the synopsis of this movie uh, is as follows. After a bizarre and near deadly encounter with a serial killer, a television newswoman is sent to a remote mountain resort whose residents may not be what they seem. And you'll figure out it's like a werewolf colony. May not be what they seem. They, it's a werewolf colony. This uh, news reporter goes um, to, after she encounters a serial killer and the rest ensues. There are, is some really great practical effects, transformation scenes. I think I just need to mention that Rob uh, Boutin or, or Botten, I think it's Rob Botten, I'm mispronouncing his name, did the practical effects for this film. So this is 1981. In 1982, he went on to do The Thing, which I've talked about, I've mentioned, th- that is known for a lot of its practical effects. And he was the protege he worked alongside rick baker that is another huge horror movie special effects person that uh, we have mentioned in the in in the past he's done practical effects in a lot of classic horror films at this time rick baker was doing american werewolf in london so they went on to the thing but at 1981 rick baker did 1981 and rob did the howling two great practical effects creators doing two simultaneous werewolf films that I still think hold up to this day. Both of them, even the howling though, for real. I mean, they really, they use the practical effects. I think, well, sparingly enough that, you know, it might not look completely real, but you know, it looks off. Something is unsettling. And I think it stands the test of time, maybe more than some of the computer generated images. Some nineties CGI that I'll look at does not hold up as well as like the practical effects in this film of the howling. So that's a, a tip of the cap to the howling. There's also a lot of different like horror nods and tributes in this film. Uh, there's just the talking about there's like wolf chili. I believe there's a, a copy of howl by Allen Ginsberg at tongue in cheek sort of objects you'll see, but there are 
explicit references to like horror icons. Yeah, so many characters in the film are named after horror film directors who directed other films that featured werewolves, including George Wagner, who directed Wolfman, 1941. Others include William Neal, who did Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. You got Terrence Fisher, who did The Curse of the Wolfman, 1961. So a lot of the characters within this film were directors, names of directors who did other werewolf films. So it's sort of a tip of the cap to what came before it, as well as kind of paving the way for uh, what horror hour but what werewolf films can look like but this wasn't the only film that came out in 1982 some other ones are funhouse scanners which is a david cronenberg film i think i kind of mentioned when we did video drum earlier guess what american werewolf in london i just mentioned that you might pick up on a theme as well halloween 2 came out in 1981 and friday the 13th part 2 came out in 1981 and then finally the evil dead which we've also done on this podcast the original by sam raimi came out in 1981 and this film still has i would say it was commercially successful when it came out but it's 72 percent rotten tomatoes that's pretty good still 58 percent audience score i think that kind of brings it down but i think if i looked at american werewolf in london if i had to check that one real quick i, I would say that one's probably in the 80s i can't imagine it being much higher than that. I'm actually going to do that while we're just talking here to kind of see. Yeah, American Werewolf in London's 88. So I think with the Howling gets overshadowed because of American Werewolf in London, and it's good. But the Howling, I think you, you should do like a uh, a double feature if you want. Watch the Howling and then watch American Werewolf in London. Now, movies weren't the only only, only thing coming out in 1981. You have other worldly events. If we're talking movies. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford. That debuts in June of 1981. The comedy-driven action-adventure film created by Steven Spielberg and George Lucas was the first to feature the character of Indiana Jones. And we will have a fifth one, I believe, coming out soon. I believe that's in the works. Might even be done at this point, but it's in the works. Sandra Day O'Connor, number two. President Ronald Reagan appointed Sandra Day O'Connor to the U.S. Supreme Court on July 7th. The confirmation hearing was held at the beginning of September. And by the end of the month, U.S. Senate was in favor of voting and adding her to the court with a 99 to 0 vote. That seems incredible, especially like with what's going on today. But finally, two other things. Space Shuttle Columbia in April of 1981, NASA launched the very first space shuttle mission. The Space Shuttle Columbia successfully carried two astronauts into space to complete the inaugural flight of the space shuttle program. And Lady Diana marries Charles, Prince of Wales. The royal wedding of Prince Charles and Lady Diana took place during July of 1981. The wedding held at St. Paul's Cathedral, London, attracted crowds of more than 600,000 people to witness the historic event. 3,500 guests, and many of them royal celebrities, attended the ceremony, and an estimated 750 million people worldwide watched it on TV. Were you one of them? Uh, I was not. I was not around. Maybe you were. Maybe you were around and you were able to, to watch it. But if you are looking to watch The Howling, it is pretty fairly accessible to, to check out. You can find it on Amazon Prime for rent. You can rent it on iTunes, Google. Those are all uh, places where you can watch it. But if you are a horror fan and you have Shudder, it's there. It's on Shudder. It's great. So you can go into 1981's The, Sh uh, sorry, 1981's the Howling on Shudder. And there was a sequel. There was a sequel as well definitely not as good as the original. So check out the howling one, but there was a follow-up to the howling. 
With that, I'm going to finish up the howling for today. We'll close it out, and we'll be back for the 10th. October 10th will be tomorrow, and we're going to be on 1980s, so the final, final movie of the 80s. So come back and check that out, because other than that, I am Matt Johnson, and I will remain in the shadows. And today is his birthday.